Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Saturday night, I was uh, curling for the first time right. in decades, and I'll see you at the briar. <laughs> I looked that term up. Right. Okay. Uh, did you enjoy the uh, the pastime? I'm known as a biter. A biter. Uh, All right. You just, like to... <laughs> <laughs> your, your rings just your 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 you hang on to the rings with uh-huh. your stone just barely. The fact that you actually know what that term means, I do, indicates your level of addiction to sport. I I and I'll say this: I I've watched many a briar. I bet you have. And a Scotty's tournament of hearts as I well. I bet you have. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have bamboo shoved right up my <laughs> pee hole. <laughs> I mean, playing it is fine, but to sit and watch, it just, right. I, I mean, I've seen it at the Olympics and other stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyhow, it was fine. It's such a Canadiana thing to do. Oh, for sure. Um, and, uh, I, I, uh, I think I might have hurt my elbow. Did you go down? Uh, a couple of times. That's yeah. none of your business. <laughs> um, I use that, what they call Did it? Did you go down on that broomstick? Is it the, <laughs> my nose? Is it the, uh, what's the thing, the granny handle or whatever you use oh, to slide? Okay. Use the uh, little one down there. Well, I was confused because I'm a lefty, of course. So I'm like, well, do I throw with my left or do I hold the granny thing with my, anyhow, it was a whole, it took a little, a little while to uh, to catch on, but yes. I was fine. We were all fine. Much like golf, which it's, uh, curling and golf often quite go together because curling clubs mm. and golf clubs are sometimes combined. Um, and uh, it, it's a sport where they make it look really easy on television. Mm. <laughs> they just slide out there and they're sliding for hours and uh, and have no issue sliding all the way down the ice. And then you get out there, take one step, and go, this is not so easy. No, no, it, it isn't. And I still don't quite understand the whole concept of the uh, the sweeping. Like, I thought there was supposed to be a, a real trick or knack to that, but it just seems like you just keep sweeping when your skip tells you to sweep. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the, the, the I guess the technique is as important as the time that you're on sweeping or not sweeping. Right. Because it'll help the stone go either further or straighter. Yes, and I noticed that's why, because uh, we were broken into two teams, and that's why when somebody's rock on your opposing team is going through the circles, you want to start sweeping behind it to try to bring it out past the... Sometimes, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you, who knows when. Yes. You, you just... You... I, I kept my broom to myself until I was told to start sweeping. <laughs> I... Anyhow, it was fine. I, I just I find much like bowling, it's a sport where when I do it or a game when it would I have I don't play it very often. Yeah. Uh, and when I do, about half an hour in, I'm reminded of why I don't. It, it seems like a great concept for the first half hour to an hour of it. Everyone's having fun. Mm. You know, you play. There's drinks. You you, you see it. It seems cool mm. and and enjoyable. And then it starts to kind of wane a little bit. And I find a lot of people when I play when we play it because it's usually a charity thing that I'm doing with it. Um, their interest wanes in it, where I'll be you know throwing a stone down there, and my sweepers are nowhere to be found because yeah. they're at the bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the word cool, I don't know that I would associate. True. With well, that. other than just the temperature in there, because the, 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 you could tell the people who are so into it. So there right. was only about four. Well, there's I guess there's two, four, six. There's got to be eight. Eight sheets sheets yeah. in there and there was only two being used or three i think and there was a 
the one group. They were, yeah, this group who could slide from one end to the other. Yeah, hardcore. Hardcore into it. Yeah, I, uh, listen, the booze was cheap. Uh, that we were there for hours, and I think my bar bill was only like fifty bucks. Right, and I had a double Jameson at one point. <laughs> the other thing too is, you know, it's dead. Like this is something you would obviously play in the winter time because usually the uh, the curling rink is just used to sell old golf gear. Right, in the spring. I'm like, well, you're cold all winter. Why are you now coming into another building that's yeah. cold? <laughs> well, the hockey's the same way. This I makes guess. no se- Well, that's why this country's insane. <laughs> Anyhow. It's a controlled cold, they say. Well, sure it is. I'll see you at the bond spiel. Your family's Craig and Lucky back together once again. Lucky was in Ottawa this weekend. Did we have a lovely time? Uh, it was all right. Yeah. A lot of screaming going on in Ottawa still. People are still, the, the protesters? A lot of yelling and screaming. Oh, we're still? protesting all sorts of different things. I mean, you got a war going on sure. across the uh, the Atlantic, and, and so uh, there was, I think it was pro-Palestine. Uh, that was there, or Palestinian freedom, and I, to be honest, I couldn't really tell. The uh, woman with possibly the most annoying voice in history was on the loudspeaker. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a good idea. And uh, I believe she was saying "Free Palestine," um, to which I'm not really sure what was going to happen on the lawn of the House of Commons to solve that issue, or if they really feel that the Prime Minister just sits in there like alone when oh. the, when it's not operating. Well, from what I understand, isn't he to blame for the war in uh, the Middle East? I, I, to, to many, yes. Uh, so there was that going on. And then there was another, uh, uh, like a freedom march that Still was happening. The I, stuff. I was kind of surprised by that too. <laughs> <laughs> Which was getting a police escort, by the way. Not being stopped. No. By police. No. In fact, being escorted. Being brought through. Right through. Main, the main strip of downtown, shutting down the road. In fact, kind of harboring and infringing on everyone else's freedom right. oh. to drive down the road. We don't think this through, but do we? nevertheless, uh, they they got themselves a police escorted wow. march to uh, to say stop wearing masks and stop with vaccines and and to which no one around. I wanted to stop them. And just say, I know. I don't see anyone with a mask on anywhere around here. And guess what? Freedom means if you want to wear a mask, a jock strap, and nothing else, you can. <laughs> right. That's what freedom is. So there was that screaming. And then I went to the arena and even more screaming, too, because the senators, I don't know if you follow the news, but they've they've had a real string of bad luck with injuries. Ever and, since you joined them? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and they're screaming for the, the, the firing of DJ Smith, and that's... That's uh, uncomfortable, to say the least. You didn't have to leave home. You went to Ottawa. You could have just stayed home and be screamed at That's true. The entire time. I really thought by now the protesters would have cried themselves out and gone to sleep like babies. No, no, no. They, well, and and this is, and to be honest, it's, I found it funny because it's all of uh, the screaming going on is just directing it at, you got to direct your anger at somebody. Right. Right? Like everyone's frustrated and they want to direct it at somebody. Mm-hmm. And if it's one of those, I, I always think of the careful what you wish for. Because you might get the change that you're looking for mm-hmm. in terms of the person. That doesn't mean all the habits and all of the decisions are going to change that go around with it as well. Well, I'll tell you the one problem I have with JT, our prime minister, is that what with him, of course, being involved in starting that war in the Middle East. And then I saw a protest in Brampton a couple of weeks back where it is believed JT is also stealing children and sending them into the sex trade. Okay. Well, with the children's sex trade wars in the Middle East, no wonder he can't run this country. (laughs) He's very, very busy. (laughs) There are men in Niagara Falls who have enormous zucchinis. <laughs> yeah? 
fella just unveiled what could be the largest zucchini ever grown. It's a eight and a half feet long. He grew it in his yard, Niagara Falls, and he's uh, still waiting on Guinness to uh, verify it. Be good for the people of Guinness to come to Niagara Falls, and they could go take a tour of their own museum. Right, that's true. Yeah. And oddly enough, the current record holder also grown by a man in Niagara Falls, so it's not uncommon for guys there to have big ones. <laughs> now, this dude claims his giant zucchini is 8 feet 4.79 inches long. The current record is 8 feet 3.3 inches. 8 feet? Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And they got to measure it soon because, you know, in the cold, everything shrivels up. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and get here again. I swear to God, it was 8 feet yesterday. <laughs> I swear to God, it's going soft. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, do you think the people at Guinness, like that dude, has to go around and measure all of these records? Is like, all right, enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was just weighing a pumpkin last week, and now <laughs> gotta go check it at some guy's zucchini. It's such a thing, and and I wonder, like, what is the whole process in getting into uh, Guinness? Like, do you have to pay them? You know, like for like a Hollywood Walk of Fame. The artist or their representatives, they pay for the star to go into the ground. Oh, yeah. It's not gifted to them by the city or anything. No, no, no. So I wonder, like, do you have to pay something to get into the book? And do you, right? you know, what's Can going we still on there? call it the book, honestly? Is people, are, 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 they, are they even printing the book? Yeah, every Christmas. Like, I mean, that used to be the go-to yeah. nephew gift, right? Like, <laughs> I can't think of anything to give you here. Yeah. Here's some light reading. I guess you could just call it Guinness Records. It's, it's the Guinness list of yeah. crazy stuff now. Yeah, there's a lot of strange stuff. So, yeah, he's got his giant zucchini, the current record holder, just a little shorter. Um, the sad thing, too, about all of this is you can't uh, you can't eat this uh, this big, massive zucchini. The uh, shell is extremely hard <laughs> at eight feet. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> feeding this thing some Viagra. <laughs> Uh, this guy says when uh, eating an edible zucchini, he says about a foot is long enough. Okay. I go half foot. Six inches. <laughs> <laughs> Say it all the time. Six inches is enough. Matthew Perry was laid to rest Friday at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Los Angeles. And uh, interesting, the uh, cemetery is basically a stone's throw away from the Warner Brothers set where they filmed Friends. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, supposedly just across the road. Of course, his uh, five friends co-stars in Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, and David Schwimmer were all there. The only other celebrity known to be in, attend- uh, in attendance was Keith-, Keith Morrison from Dateline. He's married to Matthew's mom. Okay. So I guess they must have kept it very small. Right. Just family and, of course, the Friends cast. Because mm-hmm. he was in a bunch of different movies and things. And Yeah, there were a lot of tributes that uh, went out to him uh, from others and co-stars yeah. that he's had in the past. Yeah. I guess they just wanted to keep it low-key. On a, uh, a hopeful note or a nice note, the Matthew Perry Foundation, which Matthew was planning to start before his death, launched on Friday. Its mission, according to its new website, is to help people struggling with the disease of addiction. And it's interesting because I, I saw over the weekend that he was still getting $20 million a year in residuals from a friends. A year? A year. So that means all of them were, plus God knows the owners, the producers of the show, what they're getting. Right. 
It, I mean, well, didn't Netflix pay like two hundred and fifty million or something like that to get the show? Yeah, uh, and, and I, I guess it's paying off. I mean, obviously, it's still running, I, and it's on networks all over the place as well, mm-hmm. too. Still, so I mean, you can see it on like Comedy Central overnight, all night long, right? Um, so there's enough dough coming in. It's just amazing the amount of money that floats around a television. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't Crazy. tell uh, Julia, Louis, Julia Louis Dreyfus, no. Michael Richards, and Jason Alexander no. about that. No. <laughs> um, so and and also there is the question because he didn't have any children, he was never married. You know, did he have a will? He was still only fifty four, so young enough, and with all his addictions and other issues, maybe writing a will never came around. Or you maybe would have thought though, with uh, the number of agents and advisors and he's yeah. had, right? Yeah, you would think so. So, who does it all go to? Does it go to this uh, foundation? Is there a trust? He's got stepbrothers and stepsisters and nieces and nephews. Mm. His parents are still all alive. Yeah. So, does it get left to them? And how do how do the re- residuals work? I guess. It's his money, so <laughs> again, like the last conversation with the chickens we had, I, you know, I want to say, well, I hope it goes to his charity, but then, <laughs> what the hell would you, what say should I have in any of right. this? Oh, you say that, but could you imagine if you were Matthew Perry's stepbrother? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're working at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. I'm only asking for one mil a year. That's it. That's all I want. Uh, Homer Simpson won't choke Bart anymore because times have changed. They've dropped its longest-running gag on The Simpsons, child abuse. Are they still making Simpsons episodes? 35 seasons in. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even realize they were still making them. Longest-running show of all time. Yeah, I think I've seen the one episode that revolved around Toronto, and I think I saw the movie, and outside of that, I, I never watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a big fan of animation. I know it's incredibly smart and well-written and all of that. Although I say I don't like animation, but I really love Big Mouth on Netflix. Okay. I watched it like the late 90s, I would say. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah, we saw the movie, I think. And F is for Family, the Bill Barr um, animated show. Oh, really? It's also on Netflix, and it's really good. <laughs> Ran about five seasons. So maybe it's just The Simpsons I don't like. Maybe that's the thing. Anyhow, in an episode a few weeks ago, Homer and Marge meet a new neighbor. Homer shakes his hand, and the guy comments on his strong grip. And Homer says, see, Marge? Strangling the boy paid off. Then he adds, just kidding, I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. Mm-hmm. I can't do a Homer Simpson voice, so I don't no. try. But what is that cast making? I was just thinking of that, Dan Castle. Yeah. Because yep. he and Harry Shearer, and they do like half the characters. Right from the beginning, right? Yeah. I remember over the summer where there was the big uh, debate, or not debate, but I guess... Uh, the battle between Barbie and Oppenheimer. And right. was going to do better at the box office. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some low-budget cult movie director who's now putting together Barbenheimer. Of course. Yeah. It's where Dr. Barbie, or sorry, Dr. Bambi J. Barbenheimer, a brilliant scientist from Daltopia, visits the real world and experiences the worst of humanity. Once she sees what's going on, she decides to build a nuclear bomb and destroy it all. Well, I'll let you see it first and tell me about it. I want you and I to go on a movie date, and I want you to promise me we'll go and share popcorn. Lo- uh, lovingly uh, feed each other. No, I got a movie we're going to go see. Oh. And we're going to feed each other popcorn. I don't know about that, but what's the movie? Ryan Gosling's new movie, Fall Guy. It's a, it's a, I guess a take of uh, the old Lee Majors Fall Guy show. Oh. in Hollywood. All right. Emily Blunt is also in that. Okay. It looks really good. There's the action for you and Ryan Gosling for me. Good. Well, I want the action on the screen, though. <laughs> you keep your hands to yourself. 
I'll be your fall guy. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Ryan Gosling, he shows up on a top list of DILFs for 2023. Pardon me? Dads I'd like to oh, okay. fornicate with. Sure. Um, but Pedro Pascal tops the list. Pedro Pascal. 26,000 people were allowed to vote, and he's number one. Okay. Yeah, he was in... Um, well, Game of Thrones yes. probably does that, but... Well, when you see a man having sex with his sister. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I never watched the show, but it seemed like everybody was having sex with their siblings. So I'm assuming Pedro must have got busy with his sister or brother or somebody. Hmm. Um, yeah, Ryan Gosling's number nine on a list of ten. Keanu Reeves at number ten. Uh, other people who uh, almost made the cut, uh, Paul Rudd, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I was thinking that whole, they didn't make the cut of the top, not 10? top 10. anyhow. Really? Yeah, I don't know where they show up, if, if it's a list of like 25. Or, mm-hmm. um, Hugh Jackman, well, he's a single DILF now. That's right. He's available. Jake Gyllenhaal, Benedict Cumberbatch, John Krasinski. Um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, who are married, were on that Graham Norton show. Oh, they're so good. They're so good together. And he, uh, Graham Norton was asking them if they had combined their name, like Benifer, and, right. and they went, yeah, we went with Grunt or Grant. <laughs> Grunt. Or Crunt. 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 <laughs> and Emily was saying, you know, we're sending out cards at Christmas. Christmas with the Crunts. <laughs> That Graham Norton show, by the way, is fantastic. Yeah. If you ever get to see clips of it, because because they serve booze and yeah, everyone's just kind of a little bit lighter. They're telling. Well, earlier uh, I was sharing a Matthew Perry interview with Graham Norton where he talked about meeting who he thought was M Night Shyamalan yeah. at a bar. <laughs> Spent all night with him drinking, thinking he was going to be a big movie star. And it turns out some other Indian guy. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> Uh, if you uh, like Barbara Streisand, you're going to like this, I guess. Uh, Babs has a uh, new memoir coming out called My Name is Barbara. It's 992 pages. Holy cow. There's an audio version. It clocks in at 48 hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's literally two days long. Change your nickname to Babbles. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere James Brolin is going in to see what I got to live with. <laughs> Woman never shuts up. And Michael J. Fox might be uh, one of the most badass people on the planet. He's still plugging along despite all the physical tolls Parkinson's disease has taken on his body. In recent years, he has broken both arms, one shoulder, his orbital bone and cheek, and one of his hands, which he then almost lost to infection. He says he's not worried about what the future holds. One day I'll just run out of gas. One day I'll just say it's not going to happen today. I'm not going out. If that comes, I'll allow myself that. I'm 62 years old. Certainly, if I were to pass away tomorrow, it would be premature, but it wouldn't be unheard of. And so, no, I don't fear that. Mm. Guy is unbelievable. Not only working towards finding a cure and so much time and effort into promoting um, science and working towards getting rid of Parkinson's disease. And I think he realized it's not for his good. I mean, it's not going to save him now. It's for future people who get struck with it, you know. Which is a, a great thing to do. Right. A good Canadian boy, that MJ Fox. It's that time of the day for Wild Fork in Whitby. It's the godfather of the grill, Teddy Reader. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Ted, how are you? I know, I know, uh, we haven't spoken in a, in a couple of days, but you had to endure 
<laughs> hanging out with Mr. Venn here on Saturday at Wild Fork. You okay? I'm okay. I'm All okay. Right. I tell you, well, Sasha was there to protect me. <laughs> it was good. I, I loved. Was I loved good. the moment when Ted and I sat there and uh, gently fed each other apps off of toothpicks. It was, <laughs> it was lovely. And uh, and there's a nice photo of us on social media cuddled together. It really looks. Like, we can really act like we like one yeah, another. Yeah, you can fake it for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it was genuine. It was genuine. Yeah, it was, yes. a, it was a great time. Yeah. Now, uh, with uh, Wild Fork, uh, one of their, uh, one of their, the big deal about them is all of their food is uh, flash frozen. And you were explaining that even with some of their seafood, like, it basically comes out of the ocean and is, and is frozen, like, right away. And that's why it is so fresh. That is, it is, and it's uh, it's a nice way to do it, and it's convenient, and you're not worried about having to use it up. And I bought too much, or I bought too little, and you, you take it out of the freezer, thaw it overnight, and use it the next day as you wish, depending on what you're getting. I uh, I picked up uh, a rack of lamb, and I'm cooking that tonight. Going to fire that up on the grill and. Cook it to a nice medium rare on the inside. Nice I'm, I'm and simple, glad, nice and easy. I'm glad you mentioned rack of lamb because I saw those as well. And uh, I noticed uh, one of them is called a French cut. What's is there different varieties of rack of lamb, and why is one a French cut? And I had a beautiful rack of lamb years ago. A professional chef uh, cooked it for us, and I've always been afraid to try doing it myself mm. when it's so expensive, and I don't want to screw it up. And after you have such a great one, it's I'm afraid it's never going to be as good. So let's talk a bit about rack of lamb. Well, rack of lamb, there's a couple of ways you can do it. A French rack is that they take those rib bones and they trim them down so they look pretty. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they take the meat out from in between the bone, they take the meat off the bone, and you've got uh, a nice little, uh, it, it, visually it's pretty. And then you can take that rack of lamb if you want and cut it into chops in between each bone, and then it's an easy grill of each piece. You cook them to medium rare, and you're done, and it's hot and fast and, and quick and easy. The uh, the other method is to do the whole rack, which is a little more complicated because you either, A, don't want to really overcook it or you want to undercook it, right? And undercooking is better because you can always add a little more to it, but once you're over, you're over. Uh, so for me, I'll season the rack, uh, fire up my, my grill, and I'm going to sear the meat all over on both ends and uh, around the full length and the top and the cap. And then I'm going to put it to the side and close the lid. And I run about 12 minutes on a full rack, 12 to 15 minutes, with the grill temperature pushing at about 450 degrees. And just let it sit in there and cook and cook. If you have an internal uh, probe thermometer, you want to take that lamb rack to about 125 degrees and then pull it out and let it rest, and it's going to be a perfect medium, medium rare for you. Ted, when it comes to thawing things like this that have been flash frozen, I know uh, meats like your rack of lamb, you'll probably have to leave that either out or in the fridge overnight and let that thaw out. But if people are worried that they don't have that kind of time to thaw things, seafood is one that you can thaw very quickly just by cold water, right? 
You can, but most most items that are frozen, you really should put in their fridge overnight and let them uh, thaw uh, slowly and easily. Putting things, especially things like chicken on the counter and leaving them there uh, is a great way to promote bacteria and make yourself sick. So, right. If you can, put the food in the fridge the day before. you got to think ahead. Use the brain. It's hard for the Crager, but uh, use the brain and and then put it in the fridge. Yes, seafood, like they have these Hakito uh, Japanese scallops. Those you can come home from work, and if you want to put them into a little bit of cold water, you can. I still uh, I don't recommend that uh, because you you wash away the flavors. Oh, right, right, okay, right, yeah. And you don't want to wash away that that beautiful flavor. And so, really, just plan ahead, put it in the fridge, and let it go. Um, you can you can certain things if you want to try and and thaw them in the microwave. You're more than welcome to do that as well. But it ends up sometimes you're going to cook part of that meat through the microwave. Ted, what's an Aquito scallop? Sorry, there are differences to scallops? Uh, These scallops come from Japan, from the Sea of Japan, and uh, off the island of uh, Hokkaido. And so they're deep water, cold Pacific water, and they have a a really sweet flavor and a little bit of saltiness to them. Mm. And they're Mm. lovely. And you you can get them on the half shell, which really makes it uh, special. It's a nice large scallop cleaned, and it's still attached to the shell. And then you uh, you can you can roast those on the grill, put a little seasoning around them. If you wanted to make a classic recipe of coquille Saint Jacques, where you make a little cream sauce and then pipe some mashed potatoes around it, right. you're more than welcome to do that as well. Look at you right, talking but... German. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fancy with your Portuguese. Um, how come, Teddy, with frozen food, like we've, you've talked about this, about uh, taking frozen burgers right out of the freezer to the grill, but you wouldn't take like a prime rib and maybe just put it in the oven low and slow and let the heat um, uh, defrost it? Or does that, that would not work, I guess? It 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 can, but it's not recommended. Okay. You 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 change the texture of the meat. You change the way that uh, the flavors of things. You know, mm. planning ahead to have good food, you have to plan ahead, and it starts with great ingredients. And so, if you're going to spend money on a prime rib, why are you going to cook it from frozen? That's just a dumbass thing to do. <laughs> and I'm a dumbass uh, person. <laughs> right? It's really, you know, you're, you're spending that kind of money, then thaw it in the refrigerator overnight, and then take it out of the packaging and pat it dry and season it up, or and, and then bring it to your rotisserie or into your oven or onto your grill, however you want to do it. But, um, you know, oh, I bought a prime rib. Am I going to cook it from frozen? I'm coming over to your house and just going to smack you. <laughs> you know what I just realized? Ted reminds me of Red from that 70s show. <laughs> you, right. dumb, you dumbass. <laughs> you, you know what you are? You're a dumbass. All right, Ted, if people want to talk to you about frozen food, frozen meat and fish, and want to talk to you about the joint, of course, you are taking your holiday bookings now. Yes, for the joint? 
We are. We're, uh, we're looking at our holiday season and catering, and if you're looking for someone to come and cater for you, we would be happy to. We'll bring the live fire rig right to you, or uh, you can pick up your food at the joint. We'll deliver it, and uh, if you want to have a party at the joint, just uh, get a hold of me, uh, info at tedreader.com. Beautiful, Teddy. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, my friend. Have a great day. Call Bye-bye. me a dumbass. Call me a dumbass. Dumbass. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.